The readings for today seem at first blush to be incredibly far away. Incredibly far away from us. We open with this passage from the book of Deuteronomy right out of the Torah where Moses is laying the framework for his successors, a tradition of prophets who will come after him. And the question that the people are wondering about is how will we know if they're true prophets or not? What is it that will make them authoritative? And how accountable will we be to them? Which is always a question people ask if you've ever worked with people. And all of us have at one time or another. Paul, on the other hand, seems to be stepping into the middle of, or stepping into it, if you will, in the little Christian community in Corinth at a time when there is great controversy over a number of things. Sexual ethics, how do we live together in community, and whether or not we eat the food that's offered to idols. It was clearly a huge controversy for that little band of Christians in a city where you could experience just about anything you wanted. And Paul seems to be almost sweating bullets over the paper to try to get them to get out of their own skins and think about one another. In the context of one of the first of many controversies that will captivate Christians. And then we have this passage from Mark where Jesus pops up in the synagogue in Capernaum and begins to teach with authority and confronts an unclean spirit. That's the Hebrew word for what the Greeks would call demon. And the people are scratching their heads yet again, it seems, and wondering, where does the authority that this man has come from? Again, at first, it seems so far away, very much in that ancient world with ancient mindsets. But the question that runs like such a clear thread through all three readings today is about authority. And it's a question as important to us as it was to our ancient ancestors of faith. This past week, I was listening, as I often like to do on my day off, to Science Friday. And Ira Flato, whom some of you will know, I grew up with him, Newton Apple on PBS, you know. He's almost as timeless as God is in my life, it seems was interviewing some scientists who've done some research about what it takes to get people to change their minds, particularly in controversial issues. And I won't go into the details of all their research, except for this one story which seems so relevant to us in these days of flu and measles outbreaks. And that was he hearkened back to an interview a few years ago where he was talking with an immunologist. 
And a lady called in who adamantly refused to get her children immunized. And she had questions for the immunologist, and the immunologist would very graciously answer her questions and concerns, and she would continue to say flatly, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Until finally, Ira Flato, with a little bit more passion than usual, asked, is there anything he could say that would change your mind? And she said flatly, no, there is nothing he could say that would change my mind. The question of authority is as old as the hills. And the hardest thing for Jesus when he is in the synagogue of Capernaum, or Moses when he is standing with the people at the threshold to the promised land, or with Paul who is sweating bullets over that parchment in this letter that he is scripting to that community in Corinth, is to recognize that authority can never be taken for granted. Authority, in fact, is always given. When authority is taken, we have a word for that. We call it oppression, right? But authority is always given by the people. And anyone these days who is a professional in any field learns sooner or later to recognize that with humility. It doesn't matter if you're a doctor or a therapist, or a counselor, or an engineer, or a priest. If people don't grant you the authority, you don't have it. It's as simple as that. And yet these lessons take us one step further, particularly here in the West, where we think about authority with, I think, some suspicion. We don't like that word. It's right up there with that other word we don't like, obedience. But we have other words we use for authority. And what drops that hint today is actually when I went back to look at the Greek for Paul's letter, the parchment. There's that favorite word of ours that he uses when he talks about the individual consciences in the community in Corinth, liberty. And in fact, in the ancient Greek, that is exactly the same word that Mark uses for authority in Mark's Gospel. They're the same. Think about it. Liberty is also authority. The question is where we place that authority. In ourselves, in the West, right? That's where we place authority. And these days, with access to all kinds of information online and with a lot of education beneath us, we are happy to claim that authority for ourselves and place it nowhere else.
Because you see, the other thing that Moses and Jesus and Paul all understood is that people will place authority somewhere. It is human nature. We will ask the difficult questions, whose authority and by what authority, but we will place our authority somewhere, sooner or later. Even if it is like the Corinthians, or like those of us who live in the West, just in ourselves, in our own conscience. So the question of faith is this, where will you place your authority? In the day-to-day, -day, in the ordinary, in this life, and in the life to come. It's a question that we live into every time we pray, every time we gather, and every time we approach a table that we call the Lord's table. And what are we saying about where we place our authority when we approach that table with open hands? When we bring our bodies here, when we turn to one another for support and counsel, when perhaps we do what Paul asked the Corinthians to do, to get outside of our own skin a little bit and to think about the needs of others, where are we putting our authority? It really is an open question with an answer that must be given every day, day by day, moment by moment. Truly a fundamental question of faith. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace and we hope to greet you in person very soon.